Music by Shiana. Hi, it's Shiana. Welcome to Who You Callin' Holistic. <sighs> Another, I don't even know what day everybody listens to this, but welcome whatever day you are listening to it. Thank you for tuning in whatever day, wherever you are. I do appreciate you all. I was checking out my Spotify wrapped info last week. All the days and weeks are blending together at this point. But it's just nice to see, you know, who's listening from where and the episodes that you all are interested in and the ones that you're sharing with your friends. Like they, they tell me all that stuff. So I can see like how it's being forwarded, whether it's text messages or like Instagram or directly through the app. And like I, so, okay, I have this thing where whenever I commit to, you know, like whatever, whether it's a platform or the things that I incorporate regularly, I become loyal to those things, right? So my thing was always, whenever I was um, massaging at the, at the salon where I used to work, I always used Spotify. And I feel like this is before Apple Music even became a thing. But then when I was using Spotify, like I just, I stuck to Spotify. It was easy to share on my story, like the it was just more user-friendly when I shared it on Instagram stories and stuff. And whenever I would send it to people or if I would have a client, they would say, oh my gosh, like I love this playlist that I'm listening to during the session. Like, could you send it to me? And I always appreciated that even if you didn't have like a paid Spotify subscription, that you could send a playlist or send whatever to people and they might get like a commercial in the mix, but they could still access it, right? So like, I just... I wish Apple Music was a little more lenient with those things because I know the sound is better and I know that it's just nicer overall, but like I'm, I'm loyal to Spotify and like I, I, got, I got mixed feelings about it, but I do appreciate the wrapped info and I do like that I get to see that there's people listening internationally. Like that's a nice little self-esteem boost, honestly. And it's nice to just see that people are listening, honestly. So again, thank you to all my supporters out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, you can subscribe to my Patreon. And if you haven't already joined my email list, make sure you do that. That is going to be listed in the show notes. I put out a newsletter every Wednesday now, because you know Wednesdays are Mercury Day. And it just includes updates. It includes resources that you can use for your own journey. It includes uh, some inspirational input and just, you know, what what's happening right now in my life and, and how I can help and how I can serve better and help you serve better, really. So before we get into the rest of the episode, uh, shout out to Neek at GOT Sound Studio. That is where I am recording today in my lovely green. If you are not watching me on YouTube, I'm in all the green today. I needed all the heart chakra energy today because it's it's been um it's been a I don't, it's only Wednesday but like it's been a challenging couple weeks honestly so life updates when I've recorded in here recently because I didn't put out an episode on Thanksgiving which you know gave myself grace for that because whatever y'all were doing Thanksgiving things anyway you didn't I don't think anybody was worried about listening to a podcast but the day before Thanksgiving I got rear-ended and I was on my way home from taking Lennox, uh, taking Lennox to the groomer, actually. And we were rear-ended by a Domino's driver. And 
when he came around to the car, he was like, oh man, not the dog too. And um, Lennox is fine, I'm fine. But even like right after the accident took place, like I, I had head pain and I was like, ugh, inconvenience. <laughs> because if it's one thing, like I remember seeing, I feel like it's, I feel like it was listed as like a Capricorn thing, but I remembered like reading about how certain people will just, you know, for themselves, not their vehicle, but for themselves, metaphorically speaking, will drive around with the check engine light on all day right? Until like, until it breaks down. So for me, when that incident occurred, I was just like inconvenienced because I was like, like, I don't, I don't have time. To, I do have time. But like, in my head, I was like, I don't have time to be dealing with whatever this is going to make happen within my body. Like, I don't, I don't feel like doing this extra shit. Like I've already been doing the self care. I've already been doing my, my regular massages, my strengthening my gut, my eating better. Like I've been doing the things, right? So then when this happened, I was like, well, bitch, right? <laughs> I was doing the things. Now I, I got to do more things? Like what? Why? Why? So how does it get any better than this? You know, I like to use my own, my own things that I teach people. It's not the same if I can preach it and I'm not using it my damn self. So um, after the accident occurred, I immediately scheduled with the chiropractor and the guy that does applied kinesiology. I've already spoken about him on this podcast, actually. I've referred many people to him already before I was even seeing him for treatment. So then after I scheduled with him, because like the headache was immediate and it was like all on the left side and it just felt, it, again, inconvenienced. It just felt like this nagging fuckery. That's, that's the only way I know how to say it. It's nagging fuckery. And I was doing all of the things that I know how to do as a healer. So I was doing my scalp massages. I was taking, I was doing Eastern and Western medicine things, right? Cause you know, I, I still believe in both. We need both. So I was doing the scalp massages. Uh, Brooke, who knows the things came by and did facial reflexology. So that helped my neck a good bit. Because even after I had messaged the chiropractor, he was out of town. So this happened that Wednesday. I wasn't going to be able to see him until Monday. So I was like, all right, well, what can I do in the meantime to make myself more comfortable? So Brooke, who knows the things, did facial reflexology. I was taking like warm baths and like soaking up to my neck so that I could get some relaxation in my muscles in there. Because I figure like just the impact alone, even though in the moment I didn't think it was that big of an impact, but just the impact alone, it, you know, it's going to shake shit up in your body. So things are going to shift anyway. Whether or not I felt them in that moment, it happened, right? So Brooklyn knows the things, did facial reflexology that Wednesday and that uh, Saturday, I think, or Friday, one of those days, or a couple of those days. I got a two-hour massage that Saturday, and then, again, I was doing the things I know how to do. I was doing Reiki. Uh, I took Motrin. I was taking gummies. I don't even like edibles like that, honestly. Uh, just, just so you know, I prefer to smoke, which I know like health-wise it's probably best, especially because I have this melodic, soothing voice. It's probably better for me to do edibles, but <laughs> joke's on me. I don't really like doing edibles because they make me completely stuck. Like I can't do things. So I don't mind taking edibles before bed, 
but I don't have difficulty sleeping. So I typically don't need to take an edible before bed. I can already sleep like a rock. But Brooke, who knows the things, reminded me, you know, if you were to go and get a prescription for this, they would have you on some heavy painkiller or narcotic, you know, something heavy that would put you out and relax your muscles anyway. So go ahead and gummy it up. And I was just like, Ugh. again, inconvenience. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be able to not do things if I wanted to things, which like in the moment, I mean, it was holiday time anyway. So like, bitch, you're not doing anything anyway. Like you don't have places to go. You don't have to do things. Sit still. But it was still very difficult for me to be like, okay, you can sit still. You can just chill out for a minute and do nothing. Because there was just this still of like, okay, but what can I, what can I do though? <laughs> what can I still do in the meantime? So I moved some clients around because, um, yeah, like I just, my, how can I help people feel good if like this head is nagging, right? And then it made me think back to 2020 when COVID things were happening. And I remember, and I know I've shared this at some point on here before too, but I remember like just the mind fuck I had going on during that time. Because again, like I live alone and Lennox, well, Lennox lives there too, the dog. But I remember like just going back and forth in my head because again, it's all, it's all in your head. Right. And I remember during COVID I was thinking like, nobody knows what this is. Nobody knows how it affects the body. And what if I just collapsed one day and died? Like, who can Lennox tell? How is anybody going to know? Like, is he just going to bark until somebody opens the door? Like, it got really, really dark, right? And I remember buying all of the things for my own peace of mind just to make sure I was okay. Because if, if it were the case of, like, the moments that I was like, am I sick? Like, or like, do I need to go and have this checked? Then I probably would have been at urgent care or the ER every week because it was just, and that's when I was even like, okay, like you don't need to read anything more about this because it's just getting, it's getting dark and it's just going to continue to get dark if you keep reading more. So I purchased a, a blood pressure monitor because, you know, they were saying that it was affecting God knows what. It was affecting all the things, right? So I got a blood pressure monitor. I'd already had a thermometer. And I also bought a pulse ox to check my oxygen. Even though, like, I know my oxygen is good. I know my lungs are, are good at what they do. I've, I've already worked on a lot of grief, remember? Like, I've done that. So, like, I had even more capacity in my lungs to work with things. So... I was doing the other things to make sure I was healthy. I was doing my nature walks. I was doing my, my meditations. I was hydrating. I was doing all the things that I tell everybody else to do. But still, that mind can make or break you. So that is what I experienced again after this accident. Because, because of the head pain, you know, with my knowledge of, okay, you know, it was, there was an impact shit happens, shit was shaken up, your head hurts because there was impact. And it wasn't even like, I mean, I was still able to sleep. I was still able to function, you know, regularly for the most part, other than just that nagging head pain on the side. But then I went to the dark place and I was like, okay, what if, what if I have brain damage? What if I have brain damage and like, I don't see it until later? Like, do I need to go and have my head looked at? And again, like it was, I don't get headaches like that. 
I don't get headaches generally speaking. So for me, for me to have this headache, I was like, oh my gosh, worst case scenario, brain damage, TBI. I'm going to need to see a neurologist. Like it went all the way left. That is how, <laughs> that is how it happens for me. And that's why like, yes, I'm this ray of sunshine full of inspo and positivity, but when it goes dark, it goes dark. So I'm so glad and grateful that I have the community that I have around me. And you know, I speak about community all the time and how important it is to have those people to lean on because it was so refreshing for me to be able to reach out to people like, hey, this took place. What do you have available? Like, I get it if you don't have anything right now because holidays and also like this shit just happened. Um, and my my people were like, hey, I don't have something, but like contact this person. And then I was like, yes, thank you. And that's like, that is that is how we should be working. And then Chef Amanda, who you all met recently as well, she had been busy with her Thanksgiving things because, you know, she she's a chef. So she didn't even know that it had taken place. And she just checked in on me that, I guess that Monday, just to see how things were, or that Tuesday. And I told her that I'd had the accident and she was like, oh my gosh, do you need me to bring you some food? And I was like, yes, that will always take some food. So again, community, so, so, so important because it was like, it's not that I was like feeling sorry for myself because I don't do that. And, but it was nice to have people just step up and say, hey, this is what I can do for you while you're going through this, because that's what I needed at the time. And even now, like I'm still not at 100%. And I was even thinking like, okay, well, how has how, how else has this affected me? And I was looking at my content and I was like, oh shit. Like I haven't, I haven't created any content. I haven't created any reels. I haven't even like posted, you know, a, a photo dump. I haven't made a carousel and like I have notes on the things that I'm gonna create, right? I just, I haven't had that like follow through with it. And I was like, oh, okay. So then this did affect me a little more than I thought it did. Like, I thought it was just like a little discomfort, a little head pain, but also like energetically it shifted some things. So I was like, okay, clearly I just need to chill out a little bit, relax, sit my ass down and surrender for a little bit. So like whatever that means for now, well, I'm saying for now, I'm over it already because <laughs> I got shit to do. But it really did make me just slow down and pause. But in saying that, like some things came to me that I, I want to incorporate and integrate and offer. And also, again, made me say, OK, like these are the self-care things I need to be doing to prevent some of this stuff. So, for instance, one of the things that I also discovered with the accident was like my ankle got a little tweaked with it. So even the chiropractor was like, oh, you kind of have like a little, a little sprain here. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how? how? Like, I was fine. But in saying that, because I had mentioned after I worked on a client after the accident, my back was bothering me. And like, I don't have back pain. I don't have head pain. These are just not things I deal with. These are things I help people with tremendously, but these aren't things that I deal with on a daily basis. So because of that tweak, again, it just, that domino effect, it shifted things. And so then I was looking more into like the ankle stuff. And if you're not familiar with Louise Hay, How to Heal Your Life, 
she, or you can heal your life. Something about healing your life. Louise Hay. But she also has these affirmations for different uh, illnesses, diseases, or things that you may be going through. And I've even spoken about Aaron Rogers and his, his injury and how he's doing treatment for that. And metaphysically, it's about like ankle things are about flexibility and like making a decision and that energy behind it. And, you know, I've been very much like, I don't want to say I've been on the fence with things, but it's very much like I've been, I haven't been pushing for the things that have been floating in my, in my head. Like they're there and I'm like, oh, I need to do this. And then there's, there, it's not been done. So I was like, okay, so clearly that's the message, like all this shit that I've written down, this content that I have, like to roll out these things that are like in the ether, in the floaty space, like, bitch, you need to, you need to do it. So that's the message I got. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. I need to do that. So I will. Uh, Message received. No more accidents, please. And thank you. But the thing that I also discovered with the ankle was... my spleen had been weakened and I learned that from, well, this wasn't the first time I learned it because I learned it having a thermography reading. So this was already something that was like in the works. And then the accident was just kind of like, bitch, look what happened. (laughs) This is why we're here now. So energetically, the spleen and the body first, before I get to spleen things, let me tell a story that happened forever ago. So my nephew was he was probably like four, three, four, or five. He was younger. He was between three and five, let's say that. And we were at my mom's, and I remember he fell. My mom has laminate floor. We kept telling him, stop running, stop running. You know how you do to kids, and they still fucking run. And he ran, he slipped, and it hurt because we told you to stop. This is, this is what happens. And he was like, ah, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, my spleen. And I was like, what? What? So this is at least 10, 11 years ago. Like this is, this was a long time ago. And I was just like, you don't even know where your spleen is. Cause I honestly, at that time, I didn't even know where the spleen was. Like, if I say that right now, do you know exactly where your spleen is? For, uh, unless you are a medical professional off the top of your head, do you know where your spleen is? Probably not. So when he was like, my spleen, my spleen, I was like, what the fuck? You don't even know where your spleen is. And he pointed to it. I had to Google it. But he pointed to where his spleen was. And I was like, okay, all right. So I always remembered where the spleen was after that. But energetically, our spleen processes information. So it, it inputs things, you know, as far as like the food you're, you're taking in, the nutrients you're taking in, it does that. It processes the things, right? So if you're energetically receiving information, which, bitch, you know, I do that all the time. Do you see what I do for work? I'm always reading. I'm always listening to what people have to say, like client-wise. I'm always learning more things to be able to share and incorporate with my work. So there's always information coming to me. And then on top of that, you know, if I reference human design, as I like to do from time to time, we'll discuss that some more, but I have an open head center. And if you have had a human design reading with me before, then you already know, like I share, if you have an open head center, one of the things you need to do in the mornings is like have quiet time for yourself because by the time you get your day started, by the time you open that phone and see those text messages 
open those emails, you're already taking in information already. And none of that is information from your own doing, right? It's your, it's everybody else's shit. So open head center is already going to be prone to having mindfuckery, really, you know, because what's yours and what's other people's shit. So spleen things, again, like it's in human design as well, I have a defined spleen. So this is also your intuition. And having a defined spleen, again, if you've had a reading with me or if you already know that you have a defined spleen and you're looking at it, it is like, I don't know how I know this, but I know. So looking at some of the other information about like the spleen meridian, and I'm saying spleen meridian, so you can look into that because you might be like, wait a minute, let me self-diagnose right quick. <laughs> Just kidding, don't do that. And don't end up on WebMD either. But perhaps look into it, entertain it, get curious about it and see if that is something that you have dealt with as well. But one of the things that happens with an imbalanced spleen meridian is weak limbs. And I was like, bitch, they told me my, my spleen was imbalanced months ago. They told me that, but I, you know, I was doing the things, but I wasn't doing enough of the things. So now I'm doing all the things to strengthen it, to build it back up. So some of that is also combined with like, like stomach and spleen work together. So again, I've already said I've been strengthening my gut. I've been working on my gut health. I've, I've been doing the things. But just to put that into perspective, that your intuition, your, that inner knowing that like, I don't know how I know this, but I know spleen stuff. And I remember years ago, my Reiki teacher had even told me a lot of psychics, a lot of intuitives, the spleen is a thing that they, they deal with from time to time because that is, that's that knowing. It's your intuition. It is like, it's almost like, I don't want to say it's like the transmitter, but it's, it's how you know the shit that you know. So if you are somebody who is like very psychic, very intuitive, you just know things, look into, look into spleen stuff, look into what those imbalances look like, how to strengthen it. And some of that was even uh, breathing techniques, some of it's food stuff. And for instance, one of the food things, which is not really my jam, and those who know me know it's not really my jam, but I need to incorporate more like broths, like soups and stuff. And like, I know it's even cooler outside, but soups just like, they don't razzle my dazzle, right? I just like, they're, they're okay. And even broths, I'm like, eh, eh. But your spleen, when it's imbalanced, it needs warm things to soothe your stomach. It needs things that aren't super hard to digest, which again, energetically, if you're thinking about all of the things that you're digesting information-wise, like it doesn't need, it doesn't need any more of that. So it needs the easiest and most comforting things in your body at the time. So that's what I'm working with in the moment at this time. And um, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I, I know that me being a healer doesn't excuse me from needing healing. But again, I'm just, I'm, I'm inconvenienced with it. Right? It's, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like this space. 
But I guess that's saying something too. But it's also helping me learn the other things too. This feels like another initiation, right? This is like, okay, now, now that this has happened, what are you going to learn from this? What can you share from this experience? Because all of this is a lesson and that's how I got to address it. Anyway, so moving on about the spleen things, about lessons, community things. So one of the people that I was talking to recently <clears throat> about healing things and all of that community stuff was somebody who was, and if you are on my email list, I did reference this in the email, but it, I feel like it's easier to talk about it sometimes because I could type all day and I don't feel like doing that shit. And then sometimes in my email, I'm like, should I just make a video about this and just talk about it? And I'm like, no, that's what social media is for. So just whatever. If Again, if you learn anything from me, it's to share the message several times, several different ways. And I've probably shared the same message on all of my platforms several different ways. But there's still somebody who hasn't heard it or still needs to hear it again. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. Because y'all don't be listening sometimes. Shit, I don't even listen sometimes. <laughs> so, but this person was talking to me about, you know, they're setting up their, their business, their healing business, and I was saying how I could help them get more visibility with it because, you know, that's what I do and help out the community and help out the people so that people know who they are and that this is a modality, this is a specialty that you could look into for the shit you need help with. And we were just discussing like uh, logistics of what that looks like and how I could help and, you know, moving forward. And then I was like, okay, well, and they were getting in their head about like, okay, well, what, when can we set up the recording and when, when can we do this and when can we do that? And I was like, simmer down, right? Simmer down. You're worried about the wrong things right now. Right now, even before we get into all of that, because like, yes, we can make a video. Yes, we can create a reel or something promotional or whatever the case so people can learn about you. But do you have social media something set up? Do you have... Because, okay, rewind. You don't even necessarily need it at, like a website, right? There's so many things available now that like there's Linktree, there's all kinds of other links that you can use to schedule your services with. There's the platforms to schedule your services with. So even if you don't have other links to send to people, you can still use those platforms. Outside of those things, emails, right? And this was something that I had regrets about not doing sooner in my own business because I had started with massage as you all know often times referenced but because I had started with massage I didn't really need an email list in my in my mind I didn't need an email list because what was I going to share schedule your massage <laughs> remember to schedule your massage this week because I had such a stable clientele everybody was already scheduling everybody already had their next appointments I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't promoting anything other. I didn't have anything else to promote. I was just massaging. But then after I created this podcast, shout out to my podcast. I remember had having like a, a meeting with a coach, like how do I, how do I expand? How do I build this platform? How do I get more exposure? How do I, how, how, how? And one of the things she said was like, you, you got an email list? And I was like, shit, Yes, I don't. So that's when I started. I started my email list. And then I remember 
she was even like, you need to have a freebie. Have a freebie for your email list. And that's going to bring more people in. So at the time, I had like my, my cosmic Reiki meditation. And I think right now it's like a free grounding meditation or something like that. But anyway, I had a freebie to attract clients to my email list. And because now I have other offerings, it's not just body work. It's now the podcast. It's now my events. It's now just me sharing what I have going on. So I think if you are somebody who's like, how do I build from where I am? Like, please do not underestimate an email list. And I feel like we're so caught up in the social media things and the visibility of the things. But, you know, I know my strength in this world is very much showing up, showing up as myself, presenting the information that I know, uh, bridging and building with people. That is my strength. Not to say that email is my weakness, but I really had to say, okay, like, what can you commit to to make this more of a discipline so that it is regularly included in what you're doing? Because you know you need this. You know you need this foundation for the rest of what you're doing. So then I was like, okay, I can commit to at least once a week, weekly newsletter. Here's the foundation of that. And that's what I did. But like if you're somebody that's building, think about those other things that you need to build from. So your email list or I would even said, you know, this person didn't even have like social media stuff. And I was like, what, how are they going to find you in this, in the world now? And like, you don't necessarily need social media. And I even said, cause I don't fuck with Facebook. You, you can post one picture, one video and never post again. But like right now where we are, people want to, they want to see where they're going or they want to see what you're offering. They like, we're visual beings. It might even be a seven-second video because, you know, they say that our attention spans are that short now, which is calculated and probably a lie. But anyway, you don't have to post anything ever again, but people want to see. They want to see you. They want to see your work, but they want to see. So have something available to reference, even if it's just like somebody goes and says, hey, you need to go and check this person out. What's the first thing people say? It's usually, Do they have a Facebook? Do they have an Instagram account? Like, no. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. And even like for me, like when my mentor, my massage mentor, Sumie, I love her, by the way, shout out to Sumie. Sumie is not big on social media. She might be on Facebook, but she's not big on social media. But 10 years ago, she already had a very large clientele. She didn't need social media. She didn't need an email list again, because it's, it's different massaging anyway, because again, Unless you have a new offering and you're like, hey, or you're like updating your prices, that kind of thing. Even for that, like you can tell people when they come in, hey, my prices are changing this day. But like you don't necessarily need those things. A lot of the work that we do, even still, is word of mouth. And that is appreciated. But the current state of affairs, a lot of people need to see. They need to see something if they want to trust who they're about to work with. And that's why I think even like building a social media presence is like a thing that people are like, okay, you need to do more videos. You need to do more lives. You need to do just more showing up so that people can learn to trust you because if they don't see who this person is, how do they know that they want to work with you? And like, 
that's the thing for me too. Cause like, mm, how do I feel about your vibe? Do I trust your energy? Do I trust what you're saying? Does what you're saying line up with the message that you should be sharing? Like the, things have to match up for me. And I remember I was having this convo with uh, Latoya at some point. Hey Latoya, if you're listening. And there was some astrologer person that we were both looking at on social media. And she was like, how do you feel about her? And I was like, ah, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But like, there's something, there's something I don't trust. And that made me not want to invest in her business. I didn't want to get a reading. I didn't really like, I didn't want to subscribe to her, whatever. Like, I don't trust you. And it was very much like there's something inauthentic about how you're expressing yourself. And in saying that, you know, that can be a little scary because I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want y'all to know all the things. <laughs> but again, no, I'm very, I'm very calculated uh, with a lot of the things I do anyway, because that's probably sociopathic behavior back there in the grand scheme of things. But that's how I'm built. So I can expect I can be vulnerable to an extent. I can share things and still be a private person. And I think that that is this misconception that we have around social media, around being influential even, is that like you have to share everything. And you don't. You can share the things that you want to share. And you can share as much or as little as you want to. Because I'm not going to overshare. I'm not. I don't like when people over, let me not say I don't like when people overshare with me. I don't like when strangers overshare with me because what am I supposed to do with this information? If I already have a relationship with you, if you are a client, if you're a student, there's no such thing as like TMI because like this is what I'm here for. But if I'm at the grocery store and you're telling me about your whole life, what are you doing? Stop oversharing. So anyway, strengthen that foundation. Strengthen that foundation however that looks for you. As I mentioned already for me, that is currently pouring more into my spleen and uh, resting and surrendering. I am still working though, but like there's still that 50-50 balance of it, maybe 60-40. But either way, strengthen the foundation. You can worry about and refine the aesthetic of things later. And I know for me, even like my email list first started with I don't know, MailJet, MailChimp, one of those. There's so many, but it was something very basic. It was like, I need an email list. I need to send people information. And then from there, my email list grew. And I was like, okay, now I can upgrade it a bit so that it looks more aesthetically pleasing for my audience. But like, let me actually make sure I'm using it and making use of it regularly. So strengthen the foundation. You can build from that later. And another thing, um, that's all about the, that's enough about my accident community things because I'm over that stuff. But anyway, have y'all been watching that cult show? Have y'all seen that cult show? You know I love to talk about cults on here. And let me um, clarify because there's a few cult shows out there, right? But there's one on Netflix about Twin Flames, Twin Flame University or something. Um, and I watched that and I got, I got mad a little bit. I got mad, not because I was the cult leader. I mean, not because I was not the cult leader, but because, and you know, I've even said this many times, like I, I know I could be a cult leader if I wanted to be, but watching this made me so angry. Like you would do a way better job. Not that kind of angry, but like, why are people believing this? <laughs> what, what are y'all doing? What, how did you get here? 
And I know it's these people longing for a sense of community, for a partnership, for like support. Like that's, that's all it is at the end of the day. They want that. And it's like people are really milking this and making thousands of dollars from it. And like, Shiana, where do you need to step it up? Because you know you can. And I'm actually providing valuable information. So maybe I was a little bitter, a little jealous about that, you know, in hindsight. But in the Twin Flame University thing, this man was like calling his clients bitches and calling them dumb and like making bank, making bank from like talking this way and acting this way and even talking to his wife, which was like his uh, partner in partner in crime also, but partner in the business. And it's like, this is somebody leading other people and they're paying him like good money for this and they're not getting anything out of it. Like clearly I can do a better job <laughs> leading a cult if I needed to. And they would actually get some value in what I'm teaching. So that made me mad. And please don't join a cult. Please don't, especially right now. I know we already talked about this on the podcast. If you've not already listened to that episode that I had on here with Jonathan Dent, it is called Cosmic Connections. And we spoke about what cults are going to look like right now in the near future because Saturn is in Pisces and that's going to bring up a bunch of cult things. It's going to bring up a bunch of evangelical people doing fuckery. So just keep your eye on that because it's happening. And I just saw on Twitter yesterday that Daddy Yankee, you know, Gasolina Daddy Yankee, is uh, he's leaving the music industry to focus on Christianity and being an evangelical himself. So we called it. I mean, I didn't call Daddy Yankee on it, but like we did say that this was going to happen. So just keep, keep looking at that. You're going to see it but it's happening. So then after the twin flame one, I was actually at the bar talking with uh, one of my friends and the bartender was like, or not even the bartender, somebody else sitting by us was like, have you seen the other cult thing? And I was like, no, well, tell me more. You know, you know, I love a cult show. And they were like, no, you need to check out the one on HBO. Mother got something. And I was like, okay, I'll look into it. So I turn on this Mother God show cult show thing. I don't know if you have checked it out yet. If you haven't already, bitch. I'm saying bitch gently. Bitch. Please check it out. The, again, craziness. Crazy fuckery. How are people believing this stuff? <laughs> so some people were, were hit to the game when this happened. I was not. This is during COVID time. So this is probably when I was on Amazon ordering my blood pressure cuff and uh, pulse ox for my peace of mind and not worried about a cult. But uh, this happened around that time. And I don't want to give too much away. Okay, I won't give too much away. I'm going to give a little bit away, though. So if you, if you want to watch the show and you're like, bitch, don't, don't give me spoiler alerts. Don't listen anymore. But if you've already checked out the show and you're like, yes, give me some more tea, do tell. Then she like, she left her family and just did this whole cult thing and was telling people to like have colloidal silver all the time. Then they were like selling colloidal silver. You can order colloidal silver at vitamin shop. Don't order it from a cult, please. Just so you know, 
Colloidal silver does do a lot of things. It's great. It's good for wounds. It's good for immunity. You can even give it to your pets. It does a lot of things. But as you know, uh, I'm a firm believer in you can do all kinds of things to better yourself, for expansion, for better health, for whatever. But there, you know there's fine print with, with this thing I'm about to say. Anything is okay in moderation. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. And when I say exceptions, like, you know, don't do heroin in moderation. Like, that, you just, there's some things you should know you should not try to explore. But colloidal silver, right? I don't know if you remember, and you know, I talk about Oprah on here sometimes, but I don't know if you remember, Oprah had a guest, and then later, I guess, Dr. Phil, like, because, you know, they shared a lot of the same guests. But anyway, there was this man on there that ingested so much colloidal silver. His face turned blue. Not just his face. This man was blue. He looked like Violet from Willy Wonka. Violet, you're turning Violet? He was blue. And he had ingested so much colloidal silver, his whole body turned blue. That's what happens. You can't do that because that's what happens. And, like, she, there was just so much. Again, I'm not going to give too much away. But... She was turning blue, all right? She was turning blue, but backstory, shocker or not so shocking, she was an alcoholic. <laughs> and like, you can't undo that. You can't undo that with colloidal silver. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if that is a treatment plan that you were going to explore, but I'm gonna let you know. And I'm no physician. I could bring in a physician to, uh, to share this same um knowledge and wisdom that I'm sharing right now, but a uh, colloidal silver is not going to counteract alcoholism. All right. Okay. It's just not. So anyway, check that out. If you have not already, it is fucking ridiculous. It is wild. And again, this is why I know I don't want a cult because I just can't be responsible for dumb people. All right. Because let me not, no, I'm gonna call them dumb. I said it. I said it because why? How, how, did, how is this something that you're like, I believe that? Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe what they are saying. They are turning blue, but I'm still going to follow them. I believe everything she has to say, and she's going to lead me to the right place. Don't do it, please. Again, especially right now, if you were entertaining joining a cult, don't do it right now. All right, Maybe wait till 2026 if you want to do it, if that's what you're into. But not with Saturn and Pisces. It's It's... Don't do it right now. Anyway, that's enough for today. Strengthen your foundation. Don't join a cult. And um, meditate and hydrate. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 